Unlocking Your World of Creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. Mark introduces you to some of the world's leading creative talent from publishing, film, music, restaurants, medical research, and more. You'll discover how to tap into your most original thinking, how to organize your ideas, and most of all, how to make the connections and create the opportunities to launch your creative work. Unlocking your world of creativity. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Mark Stenson, and today we're talking with a fantastic author who's co-authored a book on money and money energy. And so we're going to talk about not only the principles behind that, but also the process of putting together a book like this. I'm so happy to have as my guest, Margaret Peg Donahue. Peg, welcome to the program. Well, thank you, Mark. It's really a pleasure to be here. Peg is a feng shui consultant, a personal empowerment coach, a teacher, a speaker, an author. She also has an MBA from Boston University, a BA from Georgetown, along with other professional certifications in coaching and intuitive development and health building and so forth. And I think the idea of putting together this book peg is really what I'm so fascinated by because you it's been described as an encyclopedia yes. of these kind of money attraction and money energy principles and activities. How did you and Madeline begin to organize? What was your process behind putting together a book like this? Well, I met Madeline around 2000 or 2001 or so. Um, we were both taking prosperity training programs. And, after, and this was after I had left a 21-year corporate career. I was taking six months off and just exploring other opportunities. And so that's when I delved deep into metaphysics and feng shui and prosperity and intuition. And I met Madeline along the way. And then we decided to collaborate together and to take these principles and go out and teach others. So we put together three programs eight keys to the ultimately prosperous business. Then we put together a program called conscious language. And then we put together a third program, take an energy inventory. And then after teaching these for several years, we decided that, Hey, we'd like to really take this out to a larger audience. So we decided to put the book together. And then that book actually came together over about seven more years. And, uh, so and business was changing quite a bit, you know, uh, during that time from uh -huh. maybe we started the book around 2011 or so. And it finally uh, made its way into a Kindle form in 2019. And we came out with the hard copy in um, 2020. And here we are, you know, on the, um, you know, go, going out and spreading the word about it um, right now. Yes. That yeah, it, it's really it's so been a, it's, a journey. I think I reference journey. So many times when we talk to authors, there's an organizing period, there's a sort of gestation, you know, it sort of, you know, incubates for a while. Absolutely. So say, how long did it take you to get the book out? I mean, seven years would not be uncommon, would it? Oh, not at all. Not at all. And, and my, uh, this is not the first book that I've collaborated on. In 2005, I collaborated on a small book, Dorm Room Feng Shui. And at the time, that came out really, really fast. And we were working with a publishing company. It's just, we sent out maybe five inquiries altogether and um, Story Publishing picked it up. And within a year that that book hit the shelves. And at the time people told me, there's no way you'll get a book published. And it's like, wow, well, it, well, it really happened. And then through Money is an Energy Game, we took a, a different route, a longer journey. We did a lot of research into this and the world was changing tremendously um, during this period too. So we kept going back and making sure we had all the details um, correct. Um, we have a piece in there, a chapter in there on feng shui. 
which is um, a practice that I do. We also have a chapter in there on good timing. Madeline happened, my co-author happens to be an astrologer. And so the cycles were changing rapidly. Um, business was changing rapidly. Uh, we have a lot of information in there, you know, just about companies and uh, as examples. And so we kept updating those along the way as well. Oh, fantastic. And I love this idea of, you know, money as an energy game. And certainly, you know, in the book, you describe a number of activities or processes or, you know, techniques uh, and rituals that one can use. You also describe some that don't work, you know, and maybe there's some myths around them. Uh, maybe you could share an example or two. Oh, sure. We have a, a, a collection, I would say, of over 100 what we call tools, tips, and techniques, things that you can um, go out and do. And I would say there's something in there for everybody. And so one of our favorite tools, I would say, or techniques is a process called workshopping. And for those that are familiar with Abraham Hicks, this happens to be an Abraham Hicks process. And what you do is spend a little more than a minute a day, 68 seconds. And you just get um, your body really energized, feeling in a really feeling, good feeling mode, high energy, high vibration. And remember a time when you felt really, really good or something awesome um, happened. And then you fast forward to the end result of what you'd really like to manifest or bring in. And you hold that in increments of 17 seconds. So four sets of 17 seconds a day. I say it's just a little bit more than a minute a day to put some energy into visualizing that end result and holding that, not figuring out how you're gonna get there because that's, that's what trips us all up all the time, how it's gonna happen because this is where self-sabotage often comes in or people will tell you, oh, that's never gonna work. Don't do that, don't go down that path. Or fear, you know, grips us, you know, the fear of failure, fear of I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. Nobody will want to do this. You know, that sort of thing. Those things push it all away. Mm -hmm. Our, you know, our beliefs, you know, think about the beliefs about around money or around prosperity, because the book is really about much more than money. It's about prosperity and well-being and, and living a, a joyful life. And that the definition of that happens to be different for everybody. Not everybody wants to have a lot of money, but most people do want to live happy and joyful lives. Yeah, for sure. And so there's a big difference there. But money is, is a catalyst that can make it much easier um, to do that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Giving thanks in, in advance is another technique. It's one of my favorite techniques, giving thanks in advance that you already have it because we are never in the past and we're never in the future. Yet how much of our time, how much of our energy is focused on fretting about what's happened or worrying about what might happen in the future. And we're only ever in the present. We're always in the present moment. And so that's where what we desire will come to us. So you give thanks in advance for already having what it is that you'd love to have. You know? mm -hmm. That's so good. And I think about listeners of this podcast, you know, we're creative people. And sometimes we think, well, we're just going to create the work and people should see the value in it, you know, and the money should just come based on what we think it's worth. And you've really described, you know, do I think my work is worth what it really is? out in the world are we self-sabotaging by maybe thinking it's not worth as much as it truly is absolutely and, and we have to take inspired action along the way too so you, you want to think about what you want put some energy into that end result 
do take inspired action, but then get out of your own way and really let the universe or let the, the world you really come together and help you with it, mm -hmm. with, the, and, with the end result. Yes. And I think a lot of people have said, you know, I'd love to write a book. I'd love to team up with somebody and co-author a book. How was that relationship and process between you and Madeline as you began to organize and craft the actual book? Well, Madeline and I actually have a great uh, collaborative relationship. We've um, collaborated over a 20-year period. We both happen to be Virgos. And so we are both very detail-oriented. And we, we do have um, different strengths within that. But um, we actually wrote this book together. I'm in New Hampshire. Madeline's in Seattle. We would work together maybe once a week for several hours at a time often over the telephone and on the computer. And we, we really wrote together. It was, it was collaborative. Um, I did write the chapter on feng shui and Madeline did write the chapter on good timing. But other than that, other than that the book is really a collaboration and we would figure out the language and the words and the methods really together. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then once the book was uh, published, you know, it's out there. You know, mm -hmm. let's think about the marketing side of it. How did you begin to promote it? It's great that, for example, Brian Tracy calls it a powerful and inspiring book. So it's great to have an endorsement like that. But how else did you decide you wanted to get the word out about the book? Well, we have been um, reaching out actually to, uh, well, right now we're reaching out through social media, through um, my business, Feng Shui Connections, Madeline's business, um, Polaris Business Guides, and, and the work that we do there. We're also reaching out, I would say, into the conscious media field. And, you know, like-minded people, people who would be interested in hearing the messages that are in this book. I have um, talked to people in my community, actually. I live in the New Hampshire, Mount Washington Valley. And as people, you know, found out about it, they were really intrigued. I donated a copy to our library. And so that's, that's going around, you know, town as well. And bit by bit, the word is getting out and we, we're getting some really good uh, feedback about it. We had um, contributed a chapter to Success Manifesto and Brian Tracy had also participated in that book. Um, that was in um, 2016. And so that's how we came to um, be involved with, uh, with Brian and that was really helpful. That's great. Um, Maureen um, St. Germain gave us a, a great um, testimonial. She's the one that called it an encyclopedia. And, um, and that was really helpful. Um, and so that was really good. Maria Shaw, she's an, an astrologer out there and does work nationally and internationally. She also read a copy of it in advance and said, wow, my gosh. And she's out there teaching many of the prosperity principles that we write about in the book as well. And so that's really helpful. That is good. Because I think, you know, we, we often can also have these lessons learned. You know, are there any things that you tried and you said, I don't feel comfortable with that. I, that's not working. You know, let's don't do that. It doesn't fit for me, whatever the case might be. Did you have any of those things that you kind of worked through? Well, yeah, and I would say we're still working through them. We do have the book up on Amazon, the Kindle version. The hard copy version is our, on our own book site, um, website, um, moneyisanenergygate.com. We self-published this book. So we have um, been our own publishers and learning on the, uh, along the way. And we wanted to put out a high quality book. And so we're proud of, um, of the, the quality um, that came out. And uh, we did publish it. Um, actually, we published it during COVID <laughs> last year. Or we printed it uh, during COVID last year. We 
sent it overseas. We had it um, published in, uh, printed in Korea, and they did a fabulous job for us. But the, the shipping takes a long time um, for it to come back. Mm -hmm. Great. And so we have really learned all the steps of the um, publishing process. Mm -hmm. And you also, uh, I think, I guess, build upon some other leaders in this field. And I think that that's also good that you bring that in. And I was wondering, you know, people like Oprah and Stephen Covey and Tom Peters and Thomas Moore, Mark Victor Hansen, people like this in the field that elevate the idea of energy games and that money can be a part of that. What were Absolutely. some of the things that you, that you leveraged and learned from these types of people? Well, actually, and I would say the, um, some of the um, people that we cite in the book would be um, Greg Braden and Bruce Lipton and Barbara Fredrickson and many of the scientists who have written about and delved into um, energy and um, how our beliefs get encoded in our body. And Barbara Fredrickson wrote in, in her book, Positivity, she wrote about the tipping point. And so this is a key concept in the book that the tipping point is three to one. So to have three times as many positive experiences every day as negative ones. And we're all human. So, and our lives go up and down. So, you know, we can dip down and, and have those negative experiences, but it's, it's great when you realize what you're doing and well, it's really time to snap out of this. And then, you know, snap that back with at least three times as many positive experiences, you know, during that day. And um, Bruce Lipton talks about how our beliefs get encoded in our body. And so in the book, um, one, of the, um, one of the practices I do is emotional freedom and healing. It's, it's a, an acupressure meridian tapping process. And so we have a link to a free recording in the book. So if you have a Kindle version, you just click the link. And if you have the paper copy, you type it into your browser, but it will take you to a 45 minute session where you can tap away um, common beliefs about money, you know, beliefs that hold us back, that I, I don't deserve it, or I'm not worthy of it, or it's hard to come by, or have to work really hard to get it. So common beliefs that we have come across that, that we also grew up with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I so, grew up in a family of um, nine kids, and my dad um, worked, you know, two, three jobs at a time. My mom worked. As kids, we all... Um, Worked. I remember, you know, get going out and getting a paper route early on and babysitting and putting together the money for college and all that. It was hard. It was really hard until I realized those beliefs that I was carrying and needed to change that or, or chose to change that, that it, it can be much easier. It is much easier. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, listeners, my guest is Peg Donahue. She's the co-author of a great book called Money is an Energy Game. And Peg, I like that feature that you have this audio uh, link. So re remind us how we can get, get in touch with you, uh, connect with you, learn more about the book. Okay, so the book has its own website, moneyisanenergygame.com. And then my website is fengshuiconnections.com. And Madeline, my co-author, her website is goodtimingguide.com. She writes a, an annual good timing guide every year, which is a fabulous tool, um, particularly if you're in business, because we learn about good days and um, not so good days, <laughs> days for, you know, for taking action and, and the like. Yeah. I love this very practical guide to, you know, this three to one, 
you know, I'll have three good experiences for every one. I wonder if we could pick up on that. I love one of the techniques that uh, you refer to in the book is just how to organize your office and what your desk look like can matter to your creativity and to the, the money piece as well. I wondered, you know, because we creative people are known for our messy offices, uh, we think that that inspires us somehow. <laughs> that, that's for sure, and it's so, it, and that is fine. So one of the principles of feng shui is that your space is a reflection of your inner self. So just think about that um, for a little bit, and and take a look around, you know, where you are and and how it looks and feels. And so the principle is to attract good chi or good energy into your space and have it meander throughout. So being a creative person, it's fine to spread everything out during the day and, you know, have it all there. It's not so fine if it's sitting there for weeks on end, you know, like that. So um, tidying things up and getting them organized and, you know, maybe starting off the week with a clean desk is much better for um, chi flow and for creativity um, because you get to you start fresh all the time. But there are things, you know, such as um, clutter. Clutter is anything you don't use or you don't love. So clutter actually holds us back. It drags you down. It brings things to a halt. So clearing your desk and clearing your office of clutter is really, really helpful. Things like um, broken electric or leaky plumbing, that um, holds us back as well. Leak, leaky plumbing is equated to you know, money dripping down the drain. And so plug those leaks so that you, you know, you're stopping the money leak. We also in feng shui work in Western feng shui, we work with a concept called the feng shui bagua. So this is a symbolic map of life issues that we put over a space. So think of it as a tic-tac-toe board, a grid of nine that you place and you can place it over your home, every room in your home, your office, your, your workspace, wherever you are. So a tic-tac-toe board and visualize yourself coming into your space. So that's, that's the door and you'll come in on the left, the center or the right. And then that opposite back corner, the back left corner is the area that is equated with prosperity, wealth and prosperity. So that area in particular is one to keep in great shape and to make sure that there's no clutter there. Several years ago, I was working with a client who was a, an executive at a nonprofit organization and she would write a lot of grants to bring in money. And she noticed that the, the grant process had slowed down. So she had me in to take a look at her office. And I went over to that back left corner and she said, oh, that's where I keep all my dead files. So just think of the implication of that, this uh, four drawer you know, file cabinet holding dead files in the wealth area. She got it right away when I told her what the energy of that area was all about. So she had that moved right out and then she replaced it like with a nice um, potted plant and just really uplifting chi. And then she contacted me a few weeks later and she said, oh my gosh, what a difference that made in this grant I was walk working on. It came in so fast. I've never had the money come in so fast like this. So sometimes we're thinking, you know, it's, it's really crazy if I just clean up my space or I move something around or I put a you know, vase of flowers or I hang a crystal. So, you know, that's crazy to think that it's going to shift my work. And I say, well, you know what, just suspend any um, disbelief and just give it a try. Play with it. Make it a game. And that's the same thing that we're suggesting in throughout the um, Money is an Energy Game book. Just make it a game and play with these concepts. Be open to it can be this easy. 
because then you're releasing your um, blocks that are holding you back. Because a lot of it ends up being self-sabotage. Mm -hmm. Well, and like you say, why not? Why would you not say, well, I'll move the dead files and I'll put a live plant that's growing? <laughs> that's <laughs> right, that that's makes, right. That's just that's a good right. idea overall, right? <laughs> that's right. And it's, so. it's looking at the symbology of what you have in your space. So you're looking at the energy in a photo. Was it taken during a good time or do the people look happy? But it was really taken, you know, during the biggest fight they ever had in that relationship. You know, those sorts of things. So look at the energy that is going into something or that went into something because mm -hmm. that energy is held there. I often say, you know, if the walls could talk, they'd have stories to tell. And that's because the walls, the ceilings, the floor, everything is holding the energy, the history of what's happened in that space. Like you walk into some spaces and they feel great. It's like, oh my gosh, I want to spend a lot of time here. And other spaces, you might walk in and, and just get a feeling like, oh, I really need to leave. I need to get outside. I'm suffocating. It doesn't feel good in here. And workplaces, you can walk into office buildings and get a feel for that business right away. So interesting. Yeah. And I think overall then, Peg, I mean, one of the things that you address in this book uh, about money, and you kind of started off with your own story, you know, about the mindset and the set point is what mm -hmm. you guys call it. The set point that says, I'll never be able to get more than this. And I just oh, sort yes. of settle into this money level. How do we break through that? Well, first would be to realize what your set point might be. And so the set point often is how much money has ever been in your bank account. Because once, it, once your bank account reaches that, then um, you may have a tendency just to get rid of it all because that's your set point. So recognize what you know that set point is. It might be the amount that you allow yourself to have in your wallet. And then it, it gets up to that and oh, I, I can't have any more. So it's your comfort zone with that. So I say, take the lid off of that and play with raising that set point. What if you allowed yourself to have double that amount or aspired to have double that amount? Because we, you know, many, and many people feel that, well, I don't wanna have a lot of money because one, I, I don't deserve it, or others need it more than I do. But you can only give away to others or help others from what you have developed and acquired within yourself. So money is just really a tool. It's energy. And when you have it, it doesn't mean you have to go out and buy all these things. We're not, we're not proposing that at all in the book. But you can go out and do a lot more good with money. And, you, and so you need it to have that, to be able to do those things that you want to do. It makes life much easier. Yeah, and it makes a lot of sense. So that's terrific. Well, Peg, what a great conversation. I've really enjoyed learning about the book and the process you went through to write it, but also some of these techniques to kind of elevate our own energy game around money. So thanks well, for thank being you. with us. Well, well, thank you, Mark. It's really been a pleasure being here as well. Yeah, and listeners, we've talked about this basic concept of positive chi around money. And I love the fact that everything from how we organize our office to how we clean the clutter to how we really develop these mindful experiences around money. But also, I mean, let's face it, uh, the money is an outcome. The money is a result of the energy and the creativity we produce as well. So these are all been great ideas to elevate that. Well, my guest has been Margaret Peg Donahue. She and her co-author, Madeline Gerwick have a book called Money is an Energy Game. That's also the website, moneyisanenergygame.com. Be sure to visit it. As Peg mentioned, there's a bonus audio session there that you can go to and learn more about these techniques. 
And listeners, uh, come back again next time. We'll continue our around-the-world travels as we talk to creative practitioners in all areas of the arts, uh, authors, musicians, chefs, you know, all sorts of creative people to learn about how they get inspired, how they organize their ideas, and how they gain the connections and the confidence to launch their work out into the world. I'm Mark Stenson, and we've been unlocking your world of creativity. And we'll see you next time. Unlocking Your World of Creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator Mark Stinson. This program was produced by BSB Media, creators of IntelliKey Leadership Stories, Unlocking Your World of Creativity, and ThePeaceRoom.Love. We've created a special offer just for listeners of the podcast. You can get the book, A World of Creativity, for a special price of $5.98 for paperback. And the Kindle version is only $0.99. Cents. Go to mark-stinson.com to take advantage of this special offer. Our podcast is supported by Adobe and the Adobe Creative Cloud, the world's best creative app and services, so you can make almost anything you can imagine wherever you're inspired. We use Adobe to help make this podcast, using Audition, Premiere Rush, InDesign, and more. So join the creative community with the Adobe Creative Cloud, and let's make something better unlocking your world of creativity.